always good. Are y'all ready for tonight? Okay. <laughs> so I, I, um, in grad school and then in, and then, uh, for my doctoral studies, for my doctoral studies, I had to defend, uh, I had to defend my thesis, if you say. I had to defend what was in my head and what I was learning about the kingdom in 2003. And in 2003, I was, I was talking to the uh, Logos and the, and the university where I was studying, and I was saying, you know, I think we have this wrong understanding about the word ask. And uh, so I studied the word ask, and I ended up writing this book. So this book is one of the books I had to, after defending my thesis, after defending my thesis, I wrote this book. They didn't necessarily agree with me, but I really don't care whether they agree. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't write it for them to agree with me. I wrote it because, I wrote it because I was tired. And I was not getting any answers to my prayers. And I was tired of church. I was tired of preachers, sermons, and I was a preacher. So I was like trying to find, and I said this one Sunday, and I said, I better write it. I said one Sunday in the pulpit, I said, if God is not God, I need to know now so I can serve somebody else. I need to know now or I need to serve someone else. So I had a discussion with my spiritual father at the time, Dr. Monroe, and, uh, and he said, you're right on. So he forwarded my book. So when anyone argues my thesis, I say, call Pops. You know, <laughs> call Dr. Monroe. He read every letter. He studied it in Greek and in Hebrew. And uh, he, said, he said, write the book and tell everybody what you've learned. So Sunday morning, I taught you, uh, Sunday morning, I preached you some things. Tonight, I want to teach you some things. Because I want you to have answers to all of your prayers. All of them. That's what the house of prayer is. I know I'm missing something. My market, y'all welcome my marketing director. My marketing director. My marketing, what do you say in marketing director? How many students brought their book? Oh, how many brought, oh, nice. Wow. And so the rest of you, it's okay if you didn't, it's okay that you didn't get your book or whatever, but for those that brought your book, you might ought to pick it up. It'd be good, because I'm not gonna go through the whole thing. I'm going to go through some of it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to skip quite a bit of what's on here, but I want to get to a few things. Uh, I want to get to a few things, and they're just going to keep this up. They're going to keep this up the entire time. So those of you watching us online, just know I'm still here. You'll hear my voice, but tonight is really sort of like a Bible study so people can get equipped, right? I want you to be equipped, 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 all right? Um, so... So this is sort of how it all started for me. Oh, I'm up now. Okay. This is sort of how it all started for me. Uh, that, uh, let's see. I was reading this particular scripture in Job, Job 33, 14 and 15. For God may speak in one way or another. And then we're going to talk about this before the night is over. We're going to spend some time challenging one another and making sure we get our questions answered. All right. Uh, to speak in one way or another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, this is my favorite, my, one of my favorite scriptures. In a dream and in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, on their beds. So God 
God typically starts speaking to you in dreams before you fall asleep and right as you're waking up. And most people have this weird thing when they talk about dreams. Stop dreaming and do something. You can't do anything until you dream first. So the dream is the beginning of God showing you what he wants. Prayer is you talking to God. Intuition is God talking to you. Not angels, not voices from heaven. You don't have to wait for angels to talk to you. You don't have to wait for voices from heaven. You don't have to hear God. No, nobody has to show up. Intuition. When you wake up and go, hmm, I wonder. That's God. Intuition. I just, I just believe I should do something. That's intuition. So when you pray, you're talking to him. Intuition through your spirit is how he talks to you. And the part of the day that you don't fight as much is right before you are sleeping and right as you're waking up. So pay attention to your thoughts when you're waking up and right before you go to sleep. First thoughts in your mind, you want to write those down if you can, because that could be intuition. Because when you get them, first thing in the, okay, let me ask this. First thing you get up in the morning, you, 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 you have a thought, you're like, or a dream or something. You go, wow, that's amazing, right? How do you feel about that same thing about 10 minutes later once you're fully awake? You go, that's stupid. That'll never happen. That's why you hear it right as you're waking up. You can't fight it then. So God can get in there. Ninja God. <laughs> okay. So one morning I was dreaming about something great. And that morning God told me to write the book because he said, go ahead with all your plans. Go ahead with all your dreams because I'm able to do more than you've ever dreamed. I'm able to do it. Go ahead and plan. Plan, think. Put your life out there. Have an expectation because I can do some stuff, Martin. I can do things above, abundantly above all that you could exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. How? According to the power in heaven? No. According to the power that works in you. So I am my own limitation. Young people, you are your own limitation. What you can believe. All right. OK. So that's so that's where I was. I was tired of it all. I came to understand I wasn't really tired of church. I was tired of religion. Right? Okay. So here's where I want to start. I want to start in James 1.5. And I'm going to look up a couple of scriptures. And I'm going to take you into my Bible study. Right? And it's an old program. So some of you that have the new programs out there, don't be looking at my old computer. It's, it's just where the stuff is. Where your Mac at? It's in the office. This, this right here is the bulldozer. It does the work. All right. OK. Read it together. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Now, everywhere you see the word ask, you might underline it or just or, or just in some sort of way, highlight it, write it in, write it in your, your notes. He should do what? Ask God who does what? Who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given him. But when he asks. He must believe and not doubt. Mm -hmm. Because he who doubts is like a So if I don't learn what the word ask is, I'm really in doubt. Until I can believe in such a way that I require, call for, demand, and command, I'm really in doubt. Then it tells me right here what's really happening. That man, what? 
should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a So the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. Teach your children that. And then your children will teach you. <laughs> right? Dad, you said the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. 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 So uh, a man who is double-minded is also unstable. A person who is double-minded is also unstable. We're together? Okay. Then, then this is the scripture that I read Sunday. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not. You don't ask him. And people will say, I ask all the time. I ask all the time. Well, according to this, James is saying you don't have what you want because you don't know what asking is. You don't know what asking is. And the, the real power in asking has been hidden from Christians all over the world. We don't know. And no one has the boldness to tell us because it interferes with what religion taught us. Okay, let me, because people are like, why wouldn't they teach us this? People, people get upset when they finally find out that the life they have, they asked for it. Because they want the preacher and the church. It's the preacher's job and the church's job to make sure they get what they want. So as soon as they realize in their heads that the life they got, they call for. They demanded it. They required it. And it's nobody's fault but theirs. This is going to be trouble. And they're going to blame everybody except themselves. So preachers hide this because they know it causes disruption in church. But I don't really care about your disruption. <laughs> it's not my job. My job is to give you the truth so that you can be automatically in the presence of God, not needing anybody to help you do anything, fully flowing in your own faith, living your own life and building your own life without being held back by anybody. Because you, you do not ask. Secondly, when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask and wrong, with wrong motives. That you may spend what you get. And this is about money and riches, folks. Sorry. This is what this is about. This is about possessions. This is about God opening doors for you. Are we good still? Okay. So now watch this. You don't, you don't need all that. You don't need all that. So wisdom is the practical application of knowledge. Okay. You don't need all that either. I think I gave you that Sunday. Okay. So now, so this is what I want to do. Can we do this? So st stay right there. What I'm going to do now, you ready? And, and I hope y'all able to see this. I hope, I hope you're able to see this. I'm going to go to, to my old pastor with his sixth grade education. He says, I'm, I want you to do some Bible study. So <laughs> let's do some Bible study. Let's go, let's go to James. Let's go to James, or, uh, uh, James 1, the scripture we just read, 5. Right? Now what we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to look right here. Can you see it? That's, you can't, can you? That's Greek and Hebrew. 
That's Greek and Hebrew. We're going to do it by verse. And we're going to do it with the inner linear Bible. You can get close if you want. I don't care if you come sit here, but I want you to get this. Because these aren't my definitions. These aren't some words I got in the Holy Ghost or eating pizza with anchovies. No, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm like for real. This, this is not just something that... So when we go to the interlinear Bible, we go to the Bible of the original languages. We're, we're going to the original languages that the Bible was written from, the text. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. All right. Thank y'all so much. They like, we didn't know he was going to do all this, but we're going to help him out. So what verse were we reading from? Five. So, he, so here it is. What you have above it, what you have, a, what you have above it is the original language. Then you have the English in between. Then you have a number of the definition of it. And then you have the Greek or Hebrew word underneath it. Now, like I've been teaching you forever and you didn't really know, a lot of the Bible, we read it from left to right, but it's written from right to left. Syllables and phrases of words are taken from the right and put on the left because that's how the language was written. Okay? So... Listen to what this says. If any of you, I'm, I'm in here, I can't point to it, but uh, yeah. let me see. Okay. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask. That, that word is number 154. See it? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to click on 154. I don't need no Holy Ghost. I don't need to hear from a preacher. I don't need to handle someone else's interpretation. Well, the Lord told me. Well, did you read it in the Hebrew? No, I ain't read it in the Hebrew. Then the Lord ain't told you nothing. Here's the original language. And the original word for ask is atheo. A-I-T-E-O. That's the word. Now, some of you on your devices, go ahead and Google. Go ahead and Google this word. You can Google it right now. And it'll give you the same definition. But let's read the definition that it gives. This is page 11. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Y'all see it? It says ask. Some call it beg. But here it goes. What is that? Call for it. Crave it. Be so hungry for it. Anybody ever had a craving? Anybody ever had a wife that had a craving? No, just me? If it's 3 o'clock in the morning and there needs to be pickles and ice cream, guess what you're going to do, brother? You're going to go get some pickles and ice cream or you're going to make some. <laughs> Brandon's like, for real? Yes, sir. You are going to make sure this happens. Craving, and when someone has a craving, it's not, it's not just a craving for food. It's a craving for a particular food. And they will not be satisfied until they get. That's what that word crave means. Y'all ain't, ain't doing this with me. Desire. Now, y'all got to have to shrink it so they can see this one. Thank you so much. 
You, you, you got to see these other definitions that I got them for. Require. That's the definition for asking. Requiring it. I require this. Right? Now, watch this. So, what this says is do what? Read that. So, the, 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 the guy is saying, the, 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 in the Greek, he's saying, now, what you need to do if you really want to understand this word, go and compare it to this other word. You're building your case. Am I right about it? Okay, so this is what happens. So I'm going to go to that word. Now let's just read. Let's just read. Middle voice, okay, prolonged form. You, you don't need to know all that. You don't need to know all that. From which, which is strictly, okay, listen. Which See, it's getting ready to describe you're comparing. So get your mind ready to compare. So, so it's, saying, it's saying, and thus it's differing from New Testament 2065, which properly means a simple request as a favor. I ain't coming to God asking for no favor. And then it describes the number we just looked up. 154, am I correct? So now it says, and from New Testament 154, which is strictly a demand for something due. You don't have to read no more. So 154 is strictly a demand that's something that's owed to me. It's due me. I'm not asking for a favor. If I'm sick and Jesus died by the stripes, I'm not coming to beg for healing. I'm coming to require it. And the reason I don't have is because I don't know how to ask. I don't know what asking means. Y'all don't want no more of that, do you? <laughs> 154 is strictly a demand for something due. As well as all these numbers, which implies a search for something hidden. See, all these numbers, our, our language has one word for love. This language has eight. So we have to study the languages in which they were written in so we know, wake your neighbor up, please. Wake them up. So, 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 we, so we understand. I don't mean to put you to sleep. But so we understand exactly what we're doing. So now, just to prove to you, this is 154. There it is again. To call for, to crave, desire, require. And we read command. Y'all can't, can't deal with this. Okay. So, so now, so, so let's go to our, uh, let's go to James. Let's go to, let's go to James 4. See what he says here. James 4, 1 through 3. In the, in the Bible. Okay. 
So it says, what causes fights? We just read that, right? We just read that. What causes fights among you? You want something, you can't have it. You, you kill and you covet. And in verse 3, it says, you, uh, uh, you do not have because you do not ask God. And I want to show you, just, just so we know, that it's the same word, ethel. It's the same word that's used here. So that we know how to ask. We know what ask is. Okay. Did I say verse 5? What verse was that? Three. Okay, let's go down to three. Okay, you see it now? You have not. Uh, where are we at? Uh, okay, okay, because, because you, you not ask ye. <laughs> you don't ask, 154. And when you ask, 154. And when you ask, 154. It's the same word. Call for, demand, require, crave. So you don't have because you don't ask right. We don't get what we desire because we don't know how to ask. We don't know how to come before God boldly and make our requests known. And all I need to be is a son of God. I need to be saved. I need to be, I need to be saved to have full rights for this. I just need to know the Lord. I need to know him in a personal way, spirit-filled, in relationship with him. And then I have a right to come before him and ask. Does that make sense at all? Okay. So, so, so let, me, uh, let me do this. So... Here's what we have to understand. We have to understand that we live in a kingdom. We live in a kingdom. It's an invisible kingdom, but it rules this world, according to Ephesians. It rules this world. The things you see were not made by the things seen, but the things you see were made by things that are unseen. Unseen. This unseen kingdom makes this world. And inside this world of the kingdom, we have rights. Every country has a citizenry, and every country, the citizens have rights. And one of our rights is to be able to pray and get answers. One of our, one of our rights is to be able to go to this judicial system, the court of heaven, and get answers to our prayers. Okay, I think I'm more excited than you. <laughs> okay, for we only have one God that's a judge. So now I want to um, I want to look up this one other scripture, right? Because I knew our brain cells would be spent quite quick tonight. We've been at work all day, or we've been dealing with kids all day, and we don't want to do a Bible study at night. I get it, I get it, but I want to show you something. Okay, okay, let's look up. Let's look up Isaiah 45, 11. You all right? Oh. <laughs> Isaiah 45, 11. Isaiah 45, 11. This is what the Lord says. The Holy One of Israel and its maker. Concerning things to come. 
Do you, and, and I want to show you one of these translations. If you have an NIV Bible and you're studying the scripture, you have an NIV Bible. If you have an NIV Bible and you are studying the scripture, don't stop with the NIV. The NIV Bible is not owned by Christians. Christians do not own the NIV Bible. And they're messing with this Bible to mess with us. So in the NIV Bible, this is what they wrote. Wow. This is what they wrote. This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and its maker concerning things to come. Do you question me about my children? Or give me orders about the works of my hands? So you're going to order me. This is spoken in a genitive, uh, uh, basically upset tone. That God is mad at us. You gonna, think you're going to tell me what to do? This is how this is written. Like, like you're, like you're going to talk to me in a way that is disrespectful. So that we don't know how to talk to God about our rights and when we pray. So I'm going to prove it to you. Mm -hmm. I know I just hit that religious wall, not religious. I just hit that religious wall. I know I hit it. God is sovereign. He's big. Yes, exactly. Flip it over. God is sovereign and he's big. You can't tell him what to do. Flip it over. God is sovereign and big and he wants me to require of him. Why do boys and girls say, I bet my daddy could kick your daddy's butt right now? Why do they do that? Now, daddy comes up and says, baby, we don't, <laughs> you know, we, we don't talk like that. We, we don't talk like that. That's, but the child is like, I'm requiring and demanding from my father what I know is in him. Oh. So did I did I mess up on NIV? No. So let's go over here to the new King, new King James. <laughs> right. In the new King James, there's no question mark. Listen to the tone. Thus saith the Lord, the most holy one of Israel and his maker. Ask me of things. See, it's ask me of things to come concerning my sons. Just ask me. I'd love for you to ask me. Just ask me. What does it say next? And concerning the works of my hands, you command me. No question mark. The genitive sense here is that I told you who I am so that you could look at to me like a big daddy and then come to me and say what you want with boldness. And that's why fatherhood is under such attack around the world. Brothers, 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 here I come. Brothers, 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 white brothers, green brothers, checkity brothers, all the brothers in the room and every brother listening to me. If you got a child, you make sure you look to God, to what a father is. And you do your best to live up to it because people who are fatherless are hard to father. 
and they have a problem following God. And they especially have a problem listening to a father. Off my soapbox. So watch this now. So, so what is that? Let, let's go over here and let's, let's look this up in the Greek. You, you want me to prove my point, don't you? God, please don't embarrass me. Let's go to, let's go over here and look it up. There we are again. You see it? So ask, see the different word for ask. Same English word, different meaning. We're not going to spend any time on that. Ask things to come. When you see 9999, it means that word is not in the original text. Nine, 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 nine wasn't in the original text. And his master, Israel, Holy One, the Lord, saith thus, this is what, command me. Command me. Can we press on that number right there? Give me them digits, everybody. What number is it? Give me them digits. Give me them digits. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 668, I wanted you to remember, 6680, read it. The root word, the, primi the primi primitive root is? So now we're talking law. This is to constitute, this is, this is a legal matter now. The original word means we're in legal stuff now. This is not, this is not just speaking in tongues, this is Judication. This is how it really works. This is from the seat of a judge. Watch what it says. Watch what it says. What does it mean? To appoint, charge, give in, send to, send a. What you going to do with that? That command me, God is saying to you, charge me. Give in to how it really is supposed to work. Put it in order. Tell me to put it in order. Order me. Tell me what's expected. Now, what we have to do is we have to go back and we have to study this scripture. Any, anybody, you got your Bibles out? You got your Bibles out? Isaiah 45, Isaiah 45, uh, go to the first verse. Go to the first verse. What does it say? Pardon me? Oh, yeah, we ain't going to do the NIV. They're trying to mess with us. Trying to mess with this. Okay. Thus saith the Lord. This is before the 11th verse. Thus, thus, saith, thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held to subdue. Huh? To open before him the. So that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and. 
I will break and I will give you Okay, so watch this now. Watch this now. If we keep going down, because all he's going to do is keep talking about himself. God's just going to keep talking about himself. I did this. This is who I am. This is how powerful I am. God is flexing. That's all this is. He's just telling you, I'm the Lord, verse 5. And there's nobody like me. I'm the one and only. I'm the goat. There's no God beside me. I will gird you. Though you have not known me, I'm going to fix this whole thing for you. That they may know that from the rising of the sun till its setting, there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is no other. He just keeps saying the same thing over and over. He is telling everybody who he is. Woe to him who strives with his maker. That's verse 10. I mean, verse 9. Verse 10. Woe to him who says to his father, what are you begetting or to the woman what have you brought forth woe to him who says to God little old me I can't I can't do anything I can't receive anything I am nothing before you he says woe to you who don't know who you are thus saith the Lord the Holy One of Israel now you get to verse 11 he's talking about himself he's talking about how big he is am I right Is that confusing? So in verse 11, he says, I'm bad. I'm bad. I just told you what I'm going to do. I just told you what I'm going to bring you through. I just told you. I just gave you a dream. I just told you how much I want to bless you. I just told you what I want for you. I just showed it to you. So what do you do? Come to me and ask me, what do you have planned for me? I just told you. Now that you know what I have planned for you, command me. If that's what you got for me, God, I command you. I, I make the withdrawal. Yes, yes, yes. I call out of you. We, we, we say it in church. Maybe we say it this way. Put a draw on God. Put a draw on God. Put a draw on God. If that woman could have, if, if that woman had known anyone else that could heal her daughter, she would have gone to them. But there was no one else who could do it. So she stood there and put a draw on God. So as God, okay, let's go to verse 12. He says, he says, just command me. But because he knows we're not convinced, he says, what does verse 12 say? Y'all got it? Y'all got it in New King James? Read it loud. Read it loud. I have made the earth and I, my hands and God is saying Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. I made the heavens and the earth. I built it all. I built everything on the planet, and on the sixth day, I made you. I made the earth and the universe for you. I didn't make you for it. I made it for you. It is there to bring you and your dreams and your prayers to pass. That's why it exists. I made time so I could make schedules with you. And everything, I, come on, y'all, yeah. and everything I want for you, it already exists. I'm waiting for you to ask. Yeah. But it's not please to Heavenly Father. Come on now. That's not asking. That's not asking. 
asking is, God, I know what you want for me. It's clear. Because I desire it in my spirit. I'm uncomfortable when I don't have it. I feel some type of way that it's not in my life. How do I know what God wants for me? What I know what God wants for me in several ways. One of them is when I'm missing it. And I'm noticing in my life it's not there. So I can tell he wants it for me. So now I, I know he created it for me because I crave it. I know he wants me to have it because I desire it. I know he wants me to have it because it's in my head. When I go to sleep and when I wake up. Now I can decide to be God or I can decide to be a son. I've got to make that decision. And once I make the decision to be a son, I'm coming to God. I'm coming to God and I'm going to tell the devil, my daddy will kick you. I mean, that's how it is. My daddy will kick your behind right now. Come on. Let me, let me call my daddy. Daddy, come on down and beat this guy up. I'm calling for it. I'm, I'm calling for it. I can't make money. But even if you have to create another mountain to give me gold, that's what you'll do. Whatever you got to do to give me, whatever you, whatever, I'm, I, I, I wish I could tell you some of the stuff that's happening right now, but just a thought in the morning shows up on the doorstep in the afternoon. Well, how did you find me? Well, I just came to talk about this, but you need this? Yeah, let's talk about it in a matter of minutes. And God asks me the question every day, how many ways can you make this happen? And I name about three. So God says, sit down, sit down somewhere and let me work this out. I know everybody everywhere. Amen. Do you, okay, maybe you don't know this. Do you know that God made the little child that's living in the village in China? He made that child. He made the grown man that's living in Australia. He made the guy that's out in the bush in the Amazon or in Africa. He made that guy. He has no internet. He has no telephones. He has nothing. And God can cause all them to meet in one place. God can work their life where they end up in the same place and end up doing something together. I know he can. Because it's in this room. Where are you from? On the count of three, tell me where you're from. One, two, three. So we hear Omaha. We hear where else? We hear Arkansas. We hear Mississippi. What else we hear? Okay, Carolina and... Detroit, how did you get here? How do we get to know one another? How does God put all this stuff together? That's none of our business. It's none of my business how you're going to bring me the millionaire status. It's none of my business how you're going to bring me my wife. It's none of my business how you're going to heal me. It's none of my business. I'm just coming to you. I want it from you. You made the heavens and the earth, so I'm coming to you for everything I need, and I'm not leaving. Y'all don't care what happens. I don't care if people call me crazy or stupid. I'm staying in front of you for my healing. I'm staying in front of you for my success, and I'm not leaving. When you wake up, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be on your docket every morning. Blind, Bar Blind Bartimaeus, people don't understand what happened to him. People don't understand what happened to blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says that blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming through his town. And he's like, you mean the Jesus? The one everybody talking about? They say, yes, he's in the street. Blind Bartimaeus found him and fell at his feet, the Bible says. 
when you look it up in the Greek, he didn't just fall at his feet. He found him and wrapped his legs, his arms. Stand up here. Y'all don't even understand what happened. Stand up there. Can you do it? He found him. When he found him, he did this. Now go ahead and walk out of this. He fell at his feet and tied him up. And he says, listen, Jesus finally had to say, listen, dude, I'm on my way somewhere. What do you want? He said, I want to be healed. I wouldn't have held you up here for an hour if I could have got it over there on Dodge and 72nd. I held you up because you're the only guy that can do this for me. And I heard a sermon and I don't I don't comment much on YouTube. I don't comment much. Y'all, I don't comment much on social media. But when I heard the sermon and the guy said he was so disrespectful. So disrespectful to do that to Jesus. And Jesus was just so kind to do it. I texted back. I said, stop preaching. He respected Jesus. By saying, you are the master. You are the God of gods. You are the Lord of lords. You are the king of kings. No one else can do this for me. And I'm not going to let you go until this happens for me. Say it like a good Jamaican. Respect mine. Thank you. That's respect for him. To come to him. Okay. Okay. Write this down in your notes. And, and, I'm, and I'm done. Write this down in your notes. Say, no one else. No. Write it down again underneath that. No one else. No. The third time, write it down. No one else. No. Who else can give you your dream? No. If you put a gun to someone's head, could they do it? So why are we messing around with people? Why do we put so much hope in people? Why are we so mad at people? The life you got is the one you called. Nobody did this to you. <laughs> you got to go to God and call for something else. You got to go before him and demand. Amen. Required. Did, did I give you enough proof? Yes. No, for real, for real. Yes. You got to go to him and say, since you said you'd move the heavens, you'd move the heavens, you'd give me protection, you'd send your angels, you'd give me the gold of a thousand hills. That's what you said all here in Isaiah 45. If that's what you said, I'm coming to you for it. And I'm, I'm asking. I'm demanding. Amen. Now, let me say this because I, I hear it flying in the room. The child does not order the father. So this is not giving orders. This is not mama do it or less or else rather. This is not God. I'm telling you, God, you do it or else. I found out how Herod how in heresy I was when I said, I got to find out if you do stuff or not so I can find another God to serve. 
Big mistake. Big mistake. We don't order God. My children don't order me. They're simply saying, you're the only one that can do it. You're the, you're the only mama I got. <laughs> so, so I'm coming to you and I'm demanding from you the stuff that mama's supposed to give. And that's what we're doing. We're not demanding. We're not demanding in a sense that we're bigger than God and that we're telling him what to do. We're saying that we're worshiping you and we're looking to you for everything. So now we're requiring the 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 the, the, uh, uh, the, the prodigal son. Everybody calls a prodigal. Was greater than his brother. Why? Talk to me. He went through it after he asked, he knew what was his and he told his father, give me what belongs to me. He's greater than his brother who stayed home all that time and never spent a dime, never had a party, never got a DJ and hung out. But he said, give me what's mine. It was a demand. It was a command. He had lived 30 years under his father's rule. By law, he could ask him. He'd done everything his father told him to do. He could demand. And he demanded it. Now, he should have stayed close to his dad to figure out how to manage it. But most of us don't even ask for what's ours. Mm -hmm. 